This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. Holidays are here. Did you gain any weight? Uh, I I just <sighs> losing the COVID weight, uh, and then now I've put a little bit of. Now the Thanksgiving is here. Yeah. Obviously, you go the other direction for a while. Yeah, and then of course, you know, then there's of course obviously Christmas. I know, and, and I then, and, well New Year's. I <laughs> and then you just a few weeks from the Super Bowl, which obviously, and then you have the, the, well, the you know Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. That's a big one. That's a huge one. When's Flag all Day? The <laughs> I, I, I mean, it just never stops. There's an excuse all the time. All the time. Here's one thing that you can do: amazingly low calorie, low in sugar, low in net carbs, mm. low in fat, low in sleep. Quite honestly, with me, amazingly also low in calories. Uh, this is something that you will love. It's a candy bar. They call it a protein bar, but I think it's a candy bar. It is a uh, built bar. Uh, go and have your chocolate, have your sweets without any of the guilt. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, raspberry chocolate, peanut butter brownie. They're great. Built.com. Use the promo code BUILT15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code BECK15, Built.com. Today is your day. I want to talk to you on the phones. What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? How is how's the gas price affecting your life? How are the price of groceries, inflation affecting your life? And I want to share a story with you from uh, one of my new employees that we just hired. Uh, she came in today and she said, you know, we found this great house, blah, blah, blah. She was outbid by $75,000. $75,000. Now, who does that? Oh, I'll tell you who does that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Winter can really put a freeze on your finances when it comes to expensive car repairs, and this is the time when cars break down, either in the fall, going into winter, or coming out of winter into the spring. When your car breaks down, uh, what do you do? What do you do? You brace yourself for impact and open up your wallet, usually. The good news is taking care of a covered repair with Car Shield's administrator is really easy. They handle all the paperwork, all the expensive payments, so you don't have to. Car Shield could help you save thousands of dollars. They have helped me save thousands of dollars on my old trucks that don't have warranties. CarShield, best defense against costly repairs that could put a deep freeze on your plans and your finances. 
Visit carshield.com slash back. That's carshield.com slash back. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. I'm going to start with you on the phone. We're going to North Carolina and Matt. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thanks. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. I just wanted to say that I, uh, I run a small shed shop that is turned into a kind of a small home company. Um, now we're not quite there completely, but I've, I've done everything from modulars in between. And when I mean modulars, I mean climate controlled stick built 50 year homes, but as far as construction, I've watched it. I think right now we're about six, seven dollars a two by four. I mean, it's gone up. It was up to fourteen dollars at one point. Now it's come back down. I own one franchise, by the way, that I bought with my combat pay from one of my last deployments. Hmm. And um, so I run my own own show here. I'm kind of more of the pointer dog at this point and work in the sales side. But I've watched this inflation, and I've been trying to figure out what to do for homeless vets. Hmm because we've got one of the highest per capita homeless vets in uh, North America here outside of Asheville, North Carolina, where we've got one of the better VAs. So anyways, long story short, I got into the small home thing because I was asked every week, what does it take to turn one of these into a tiny home, these sheds? And I had to tell people, no, you can't do that. Don't tell me you're going to live in it or I can't sell it to you. Now I'm personally in a, in a combat infantry vet i don't think the government should tell you what you can and can't do on your own property but that's a whole nother conversation right um the uh the thing that i wanted to bring up here is this the small home thing is here to stay um it's no longer a trend and i, and I don't mean tiny home when you say tiny home inspectors get upset because you're usually having to get a lot of stamps to approve the code but uh, we did our demographic test and looking at how many people are, are, are making money and what are they making. And I looked at the millennials and I looked at the baby boomers and all that. And we still have, you know, what over 75% of the money is controlled by the baby boomers, but they only make up what, like 75 million mm-hmm. like that. Now there's 96 million mm-hmm. baby boomers in the market. And a lot of them are still living with mom and dad. And so me being a, a millennial myself, just I'm a grandpa millennial. Um, the the world of trying to figure out how do you do this? I got three kids. You know, I never got political until I started having kids. It's amazing how that happens. But, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the reality is this has got to be something that we figure out because housing prices have gone through the roof and Asheville area is one of the most sought after for retirement. We got all these people. We have, I mean, tens of thousands of people have moved here from New York and from Florida and from all over mm. just trying to get out of the big cities. Um, but also to retire here because we're close to the mountains and, and right in the mountains, really. And so I'm just watching this and trying to figure out what do we do, you know, as far as sustainable living. And I think one of the best things you can do is get out of debt. I mean, we sold uh, our house, downsized, lived in a fifth wheel for a whole year so that we could get out of debt and built a, a house that we just finished that's half the size of what we originally had. It's only 1,300 square feet. So... But the thing is, it's doable, and I just want to employ the audience. Getting out of debt is one of the biggest things that you can do um, because of what's coming. And most people aren't waking up or they're too comfortable not not thinking about, oh, I can't sell this house because I've had it for 100 years in the family or whatever. But I just I see the handwriting on the wall, and I really appreciate you articulating it the way you have over the last year and and throwing the, the stats and the facts out there and letting people realize 
we're not returning to normal. Lumber prices have not come back down. And, um, you know, this new normal, unfortunately, we're going to change. The pendulum swings, yes, but it's going to change. And the damage is done. I don't know if it's going to be undoable as far as the market. And we're poised for another 2008. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched. More than that. As a millennial, we, we, we watched the baby boomers lose, you know, a lot of my friends, older friends lose um, big time in the market or in the real estate world. And um, we're not willing as millennials to do that. And we kind of value things a little bit differently. So it's weird when we were doing the floor plans to do the surveys and to see that, you know, baby boomers like the big, big rooms with, you know, a double bath off there. And, you know, my crowd would rather have a small living space and a huge entertainment area. I mean, it's just different priorities across the board. Well, um, but seeing what we make. Matt, you are absolutely on the right track. You are really well informed. Uh, I thank you for your, your phone call. You, I mean, that is the best message you could give people right now. Couple things. One, get out of debt. If you can, um, getting out of debt. My grandfather always said the people who made money in the depression are the ones who had money in the depression because most people just didn't have any money. And so the people who survived were the ones that could afford to buy things um, at dirt cheap prices. Um, And people were happy to sell them at dirt cheap prices because they didn't have anything and they needed the money. But there is something different uh, as well. We are living Um, We have lived for the last 20 years or so in what will be regarded as our own kind of roaring 20s. The houses that I see um, that are built here in Texas, uh, and they've been built this way for really 10 years, 20 years. These giant, giant homes. uh, I will tell you that I think that that is the great Gadsby home of the future. That is those areas that have those big homes. I think they are going to be kind of a little like um, the Newport, Rhode Island homes. They're just not going to be, they're going to be set apart as some, as a time period. The home itself is completely changing. If you have a home with a formal dining room and a formal living room, that's a thing of the past because he's right. People don't, we're not living that way. We haven't lived that way since the practically the turn of last century. But that's when the homes were designed and everything is changing. And he's right again. People that are younger do not want these big homes. So when you have people my age downsizing because all their kids are gone and everything else we downsize who are we going to sell those homes to because those big homes the the ones that are up and coming don't want those big homes it is changing and it's changing rapidly i was telling Stu during the break that um uh this week the podcast is with andrew yang and i just recorded it yesterday and he's fascinating. Now, he was the guy who ran for um, president as a Democrat. I don't know why he's not really a Democrat. I mean, he, you know, he grew up a Democrat, but uh, he doesn't believe in big government. Uh, 
He does believe in things like UBI, but we talked about that in the podcast. Universal he, basic income. Thank by you. The way. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody gets a thousand dollars every month, a check for a thousand dollars every month. Uh, and you cut all other services. Okay. Just everybody gets a check for a thousand dollars a month. He, I don't agree with that. Um, however, we agree on the problem and very few people I'm trying to think of another way of saying this because I know I've said it before and I just I wish people would listen. Very few people truly understand what we are on the threshold of. We are on the threshold right now. We are in it. I asked Andrew, are we in it right now? The the Industrial Revolution, which changed us from a a community of people that worked farms with our horses to the life that we have today. That industrial revolution took about a hundred years to fully flip and think of the changes. If you were in, let's say 1850, just at the beginning of the industrial revolution and you're in 1850 and in a 10 year period, 1860 by the civil war, All of the changes that happened from 1850 to 1950 happened by 1860. Earth-shaking. 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 People would be lost. They wouldn't know how to survive. They wouldn't know what to do. They they barely understand the machines that they were to, to operate. That is exactly what is happening right now. And I've been telling you that the Industrial Revolution, that 100-year period, is going to be compressed into a 10-year period, and you're not going to like it. And people are going to be—the upheaval is is going to be remarkable. And uh, I talked to Andrew Yang about it, and he said, you're exactly right. And I said, I think think we're at the the beginning of this. I think we're in that 10-year period. And he said, yes, we are. And he again expressed kind of this frustration that I just expressed. How do we get people to, to, to understand this? Because if you don't understand the technology of tomorrow, if you don't understand AI and at least AGI, you don't understand what they're actually working on for robotics, you have no idea what's coming. I mean, he brought up the... Uh, call centers. Anybody working a call center? Google now has your call center and it will be better than a human. Have you ever, have you done yet a computerized call center? I feel like I have yeah. maybe. I, I mean, it's tough because I go back and forth on this because some of the stuff is so bad. I mean, I, they can't recognize what you're saying. Yeah. They, you know, some, of, some it, of it is really it's getting good. a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so call centers, he said that he said that right now Google has call center technology that will cut all of those call center jobs. And he said that's ready right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said it's really good. All of our jobs are going to be uh, at stake. This upheaval is happening and it's going to happen in the banking sector. It's ha- this is what build back better is really all about. But they're not telling you. 
What they're telling you is we have a golden opportunity to change the world. And so we're going to do it by 2030. Hmm. In a 10 year period. And in 10 years, you won't own anything and you'll like it. Hmm. How do you get a country and a whole Western culture that is based on ownership? How do you change that in a 10 year period? Massive, massive upheaval. Now, I want to I'm going to take a quick break and then I want to come back and I want to tie this back to the original statement about buying a home. You're trying to buy a home. You're trying to sell your home. Well, if you're trying to buy a home right now, especially in a place like Texas, which one of my new employees is, she can't find one. Because she was just outbid by $75,000. You know, you're used to, you know, okay, I'll give you $5,000 more. I'll give you $3,000 more. No, this, this person, quote unquote, came in. With $75,000 over the asking price. Well, they're out. Who does that? Build back better. I'll tell you in 60 seconds. LifeLock. Cyber criminals are people, too. They are. They just want to see presents under their Christmas tree this year, too. I mean, you have a problem with that? Why are you such a hater? They just want to use your money to buy them. I mean, you have so much, you probably don't even, you don't even know what to do with all of it. But cyber criminals do. Every, every day, we put our information at risk on the internet, especially this time of year. When you are buying things online, you are opening yourself up to all kinds of trouble. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, here's something new that is happening. Almost one in every five U.S. homes sold in the third quarter of this year was purchased by an investor entity rather than an individual that is looking to live in or rent out the residence. Think of that. One in every five homes that have been sold are going to a big investment firm. Investors bought more than 90,000 homes, totaling more than $63 billion, representing 18% of all homes sold in the quarter. The numbers broke all records. Increasing home prices fueled by intense housing shortage have created opportunities for investors to reap big profits. These same factors have pushed more Americans to rent which also creates opportunities for investors because investors typically turn their homes they purchase into rentals and now can charge higher rents. Rent for single-family homes surged by more than 10% in 12 months through September, the fastest annual rent inflation in 16 years. Nearly 77% of all homes were bought in an all-cash transaction. 
77% purchased in an all-cash transaction. That's not your average person. And these investment firms, like BlackRock, are going in and buying entire neighborhoods. They are the people that come in and say, I'll give you $75,000 over the asking price. I don't care. I don't, I don't want to play around. We'll just buy it. And they'll pay these exorbitant costs. Now, that doesn't make any sense. We're at the top of a market. Why would investment firms think that they are going to just be able to make money on, on paying something $75,000 over the asking price? What is it they know that you don't know? They know, as the Great Reset states, that in, by 2030, you will own nothing. And you'll like it. You'll rent. Well, that implies someone owns something and you're paying Mr. Potter in the end to live in Pottersville. This is exactly what happened in It's a Wonderful Life. That was the choice. Is the big guy who has money, is he going to come in and swoop in when there's problems and buy up everything and then make them rental houses or make these people enslaved to him for profit? That's exactly what's happening, and it's all happening in the name of equity. But I don't think it means the same kind of equity they think. It's money equity. This is the Great Reset. So now how do we solve this? (laughs) We ask Americans to do what I think is damn near the impossible. Because if somebody comes in and offers $75,000 for your house, $75,000 over asking price, are you going to say no? Most likely, no. Most likely, you'll be like, $75,000, that changes everything for us. But the only way to stop this is to not sell to these big investors. You have to send the money, or you have to send the message No, I actually care about the little people, not you, who's just gobbling up my whole town. No. It's going to be hard. But literally, I have an employee that cannot find a house within any sane uh, distance from our studios. Cannot find a house to buy. Because they're all being gobbled up. There's a problem. If we leave the little people behind, you know, the normal people, we don't have a very safe and secure country anymore. We have to try to convince each other and hold each other's hands. We're in this together. Don't grab for the cash. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Cyber Monday was yesterday, but Blinds.com is still running amazing sales. Uh, I'm officially calling this the most amazing window treatments from Blinds.com Tuesday. I know it's a little (laughs) clunky, um, but it kind of goes with Good News Tuesday. Uh, So here it is. Blinds.com. During one of the best sales of the year, 
They will make it easy and affordable to make your home improvements that you're going to enjoy every single day. You can upgrade one room or the whole house. Huge savings on premium blinds and stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more going on right now at blinds.com. Save up to 45% off everything, plus premium doorbusters and additional savings off your entire order going on right now. It's blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Go there now. Big savings this Tuesday, today, blinds.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can save 25 bucks off your subscription if you use the promo code FAUCHILIED. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's go to Matthew in South Carolina. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Hey, how are you? Take off speakerphone so I can hear you better. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you, Glenn? I am good. I, first off, cannot believe I'm talking to the man, the myth, the legend, well, Dr. Glenn Beck. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> noticing. I worked many, many years on that doctorate. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I can. I appreciate that. Yes. I'm a college-educated man myself. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. All yes. right. I started listening to your show oh about six years ago, I guess, on a regular basis, and um, I guess it was that was the beginning of the education system there for me. Uh, and then I also listened to the great Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. right after you. And now that we have this empty vacuum of Rush being gone. I listen to you primarily now, and uh, a lot of your predictions, a lot of what other people say, oh, that's crazy conspiracy crap, is actually true. I'm seeing it happen. And I know. Through the Trump, all through the Trump years, I'm seeing things in a different way now. It's almost like a, a veil has been lifted, mm-hmm. and I see it, and if I hear something on regular news, I'm, I always ask the question, What's in it for them? Mm-hmm. What's really going on? Mm-hmm. So with your uh, Dr. Fauci special that you had uh, a week ago, I, you know, uh, first off, you're right about Google. I looked on Google. I just typed in Glenn Beck. And usually Google would bring in every one of your shows on mm-hmm. there, except for that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrambling around looking, looking, looking. like, well, maybe it's in the blaze. So I typed in the blaze. And there, about, oh, 10, 15 shows back, in mixed in with all these other different years, there it was. Yeah. So I watched it, and I thought, you know, you said, oh, this is going to be shocking. This is going to be surprising. Actually, it wasn't. I've I, I already been thinking that's what's been going on all hmm. along. Yeah, I think that we might have all felt that way, but to then see, here is the proof. And the proof is so easy to verify and so easy to get. Um, And the fact that not one mainstream corporate media has done any of this work is um, still shocking, still shocking, uh, at least to me. Uh, I I don't know when I'm going to stop being shocked by... (sighs) 
you know, President Trump said, and I didn't like it when he said this, um, the press is the enemy of the people. But when it comes to this, he was right. He was right. It is the enemy of all free people. The Republic. It is, you know, the, the, the new head of Twitter. He doesn't believe in the First Amendment. He doesn't believe the First Amendment applies to Twitter or, you know, fine, whatever. But he really, truly comes from a place to where he thinks he knows better than everybody else. By the way, we're going to pine for the days of Jack. This guy's a nightmare. This guy's a real nightmare. And he actually believes that people are cattle, that they are just not smart enough. They're not educated enough. They're not whatever. Well, partially that's true because we've just trusted that the system would keep us safe and that we're going to be fine. No, no, we're not going to be fine because we didn't pay attention. Thieves have come in and they are stealing everything this country has. This is the biggest transfer of wealth in all of global history. And the good news is we are waking up. We are waking up. You know, uh, let me put it this way. Let me set a scenario for you. Americans have lost loved ones. Uh, in a war that turned out to be ambiguous at best and regretful in follow through, right? We've had an ep- epidemic that is terrifying people, closing churches, schools, businesses. People are walking around in masks. The economy is taking a terrifying turn. Militant ra- um, radicalism is on the rise. No one trusts their neighbors anymore. And America has become unrecognizable to its citizens. And all people want for is the things for things to go back to normal. Would you say that's a good description of today? Because that's not what I'm describing. What I'm describing is not America 2021. That is the America at the end of Woodrow Wilson's presidency. That's America 99 years ago. This is when America voted for an end to the progressive era, at least for a time being. If you've listened to me for more than six years, you had to endure my Woodrow Wilson is an (laughs) evil son of a that phase fun era it was a fun era where everybody was like why are you harping on woodrow wilson i'm like because if you understand woodrow wilson you understand where we're going and i have to say that we are in the same potentially we are in the same place because let me tell you what happened in 1920 and beyond americans were disillusioned with the wilson presidency They had just gone through the League of Nations where they wanted one world government. And Americans were like, wait a minute, what? I'm not giving rights away to some other country and some globalist group. No. And Americans 
wanted a change. They wanted the government to get out. And change presented itself in the form of a wildly un- unremembered yet extremely popular in his time presidential candidate, Warren G. Harding. Where Wilson had promised voters a perfectly orchestrated society from the top down, Harding promised to be a business-oriented Republican and campaigned with a slogan, a return to normalcy. By the way, after World War II and a decade, over a decade of progressive things that were happening under FDR, do you know what the winning slogan was from the Republicans? Had enough yet? He said, America's present, our present need is not heroics, but healing. Not nostrums, but normalcy. Not revolution, but restoration. Not surgery, but serenity. After the activism of Theodore Roosevelt and the just out of control arrogance of Wilson, Harding was a simple, bland, and absolute perfect guy to be president. He won in a landslide. And you know who replaced him? Silent Cal. Harding. Harding cut taxes and spending by 50% in his first year. Then he followed it the next year with a 50, 50% reduction of that budget and those taxes in the next year. Silent Cal, my favorite story of him, Calvin Coolidge was sitting at a, uh, at a dinner at the White House. And the guy sitting next to him was one of the big reporters of the day. And he said, um, my editor bet me. I said, I can get you to say more than two words in a row. I think it was maybe three words, three words in a row. And um, Coolidge looked at him and said, you lose. This guy was not somebody who was out in front of the public all the time. We don't want that. I don't want to think about the president. I don't want to think about Washington. I want to think about what I want to think about. Americans made a comeback in the 1920s. We roared back the roaring 20s. Then we slipped again. Then we came back. We slipped again. We came back again. In this way, our nation is a pendulum. Swinging from one extreme to the other, often with a sweet yet short respite of balance between the two. But it is the balance between the two that we should strive for, not the extremes. The world was bleak for Americans after Woodrow Wilson was done. I can't imagine that they could actually see a comeback from that. Remember, Wilson had actually paid neighbors to spy on neighbors. How were you going to repair that? That incredible distrust. People were paid by the federal government to go through their neighbor's mail and read it and let Washington know what was going on. (laughs) 
history is a really great place to just sit back when everything is on fire, just to sit back and read history and learn from history. Cause you could go, Holy cow. I can't believe we survived that. So, I mean, we did survive that and worse. We survived the civil war and came back with the American century. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. This is going to be the toughest time period for Americans to recover. But I still believe in America. I still believe in the American people. I still know that this audience is going to play a big role in saving America. I don't know what form that takes and probably not a very grand form. It's just probably... Millions of Americans doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And being a source of light and goodness and truth. It can happen. And if we look back at history, it seems probable that it will happen. Things have been really bad before and we worked our way out. Things are not really bad yet. But they're going to be. Read history. Hang on to the framework of hope. Because we are Americans. And we will make it through this again. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, here's a message that came in from uh, Diana who wanted to let us know about her experience with American Financing. She said, I work with Cindy. She guided me through the entire process from getting qualified for a loan to the closing date. She was attentive. Uh, I got a weekly update. Can you imagine? I, I, I haven't done business with anybody that gives me a weekly update on things <laughs> have you i'm always Not calling going, anymore where is this yeah, right. where are we in the process if you can get them on the phone at all. You, exactly right diana says i'd i'd 100 recommend american financing to anybody who's looking to refinance or get a new loan thank you american financing when you pick up that phone and call American Financing, you're making a decision that will positively affect you and your family's whole lives. They're a family-owned business. They work for you and not the bank. There's no pressure, no upfront fees, no hidden fees. Just the best when it comes to helping you run your finances. Go to American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let me take Rich in Virginia. Hello, Rich. You're on the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, Glenn. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I have called this show so many times and never gotten through. Wow. Well, thank you for trying again. Uh, I've been listening to you for more than 10 years. Well, thank you. Me too. I've listened my whole life. Oh my gosh. You must be so sick of it. Oh, they have to pay me a lot of money to listen to this. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) I do it for free because I enjoy it. Um, Hey, I'm in the kind of the behind the scenes business of real estate. What really scares me the most, and boy, you were speaking my language just a little while ago here. 
is just the, the evaporation of the, the American dream that goes with owning real estate. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I admit that I, I, I'm part of the problem and I made a living doing this for, you know, quite a few years, but, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that it's not just me that affects, you know, my, I, I would love to be able to own enough land to be able to leave that to my kids when I, when I'm gone. And I just, you know, I just don't see that happening for yeah, the I don't. majority of the American people. I, I have to and, tell you, I, I am, I am out of the ordinary American box. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be able to leave a lot of land for my kids. And I have a lot of land. I don't think the government is going to allow anyone through taxes to really leave very much of anything to their family. And we, we, I think we want to be clear, too. We're not vilifying people who invest in homes. I mean, that's not no, no, that's no. not the point of this. I mean, and there, there are a lot of companies who are coming in, you know, and doing things that are totally out of the norms of the market. We're not talking about a person who buys and sell homes. There's a lot of people who do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, making a profit. There's there's no problem with that. We just have to make sure that we're understanding where these things are going, how they're working and what effects they have. Yeah, we're all of our strengths are being used against us right now. And that's the real problem. Our strength is we're a capitalist society. Uh, Our weakness is we're a capitalist society. And so people with um, ill intent, uh, those who are very, very greedy. And in this case, those who are in bed with the government and a global government know exactly what's on the horizon and they've left everybody out so you don't know about it and so they're playing a completely different game you have to understand that game by the way if you want to understand it the best handbook out there is the great reset buy it on amazon now glenn beck the great reset the glenn beck program